So a question um, I think a lot of people are asking is, you know, could this have been prevented of what happened on Monday? And why that location? And we learned a lot through the police today at a late afternoon press conference because it appears that the target of the suspect's rage was women. And how do you stop someone from taking out their hate if they've decided to take it into a, I guess, a random nondescript area? And then add to that that the accused is on no watch list. You know, there's no warning signs from what we know of. But soft target terror is the new norm. And I mean, as long as it's been happening somewhere else, I guess we believed we were immune, but we're not. And now we know that a soft target does not have to be symbolic. It doesn't have to be religious. It doesn't have to be anything. It can just be a street where people go. I want to bring Stephanie Carvin uh, back with us today. She is, of course, Assistant Professor of International Affairs. Uh, she does national security issues and terrorism and has one of the longest titles, I can uh, say, but she is with Carleton University. Good to have you, Stephanie. Hey, thanks for having me and my long title on. There you go. Um, Stephanie, what's your takeaway now that you're starting to learn um, some information about motive and location? What does this say to you? Well, there's a couple of things. And when this first happened yesterday, I mean, my heart just sank as yeah. as it would, because the first thing you, you think of when you see these incidents is, geez, this is another terror attack in Toronto. And then, uh, you know, the, the police and authorities were very quick to say, look, we don't think it is a terror attack as it's understood in Canadian law, which is um, a very, a very specific definition, which is an act that's motivated by a political, religious, or ideological motive. But it can't just be any political, religious, or ideological motive. It has to be uh, more or less a coherent doctrine. And, you know, yes, we're learning that this person had a political view and that this person may have been inspired, it sounds like, by a a weird internet subculture of of kind of misogyny and Mm -hmm. and, um, having poor social relations. But it's more of a list of grievances than a coherent ideology. So it becomes very hard for prosecutors to actually prove that this was terrorism. So, See, I don't see how it can't be terror because, I mean, this this person would have, and this subculture that you refer to, which is the incel rebellion, they believe. They believe in rape. They believe in misogyny. And they believe, I mean, to me, how is that not a hate crime? How is that not terror? I mean, is it just a matter that law... Uh, officials have to expand what terror is? Well, yeah, I mean, this is just it. So, I mean, I think we have to kind of divide up our understanding of terrorism. There's a kind of very narrow legal definition, um, and and I'll I'll talk about that in in just one second, but I think there's also the political and emotional reaction. I I don't have a problem with people like you or me or even Mm -hmm. politicians or city leaders saying, you know what, this is an act uh, of terror and revenge. Um, I don't have a problem with that at all. So I think, you know, politically, emotionally, we can look at this act and be like, you know what, this seems just like a terrorism act. He seems to have had uh, some kind of motivation. We can call it that. Legally, however, it it becomes a challenge because, you know, this incel group isn't a listed terrorist entity. Should Mm -hmm. it be? Well, that's a conversation we could have. I mean, generally speaking, um, uh, right-wing extremist groups, like Nazi groups, um, they have a very fractious ideology. They have a very, um, like, they, they, they kind of, these groups form together. They, they splinter apart constantly, whereas Al-Qaeda, for the most part, tends to stay relatively coherent, right? And it tends to have 
a fairly set ideology that just hasn't really changed over time. Whereas these guys, uh, it's a list of grievances. The way you know it, this whole incel thing isn't isn't a particularly old movement, and it's evolved online. Um, over time, from what I understand of it, I wouldn't actually claim to be an expert mm-hmm. in, in that particular grievance. Um, so I think um, that that's one thing. The other thing that's important to remember when we're thinking about this as a quote-unquote terror attack is that terrorism offenses are more useful when the crime has not yet been committed. So, for example, um, let's say there's an individual and uh, we find out that he or she is plotting a bomb attack and uh, for whatever reason. Um, and we catch them in the act so we can charge them with a terrorism offense and that will actually augment their sentence in other words that they will it's not just the fact they're doing attempted murder they're also doing terrorism so they're gonna have a pretty lengthy prison sentence as a result this individual is basically looking at attempted murder i think now um as of this morning it was 13 uh counts there's going to be probably another 10 counts of murder so the thing is about a terrorism charge, like a formal terrorism charge, it's not going to do anything for the sentence, but what it would do is actually create a whole mm-hmm. lot of work for the Toronto police at a time when they're already um, basically overwhelmed sure. with uh, trying to respond to this. So but let me jump in then, because yeah. this group, which has you know pretty much flown under the radar, and I've got an expert coming on just after 8 o'clock to, to explain who they are, but they've flown under the radar. Um, and, and there's a growing number of these guys, these, these losers who can't get a date and they get very mad at the whole rest of the world. But clearly there's a group of them. They've now put themselves likely on the map with this attack. And so they'll get a whole lot more attention now. Yeah, and I think this is worrying. And I think, you know, it, a lot of people, and, and I hear it in, in your voice, and I feel, and I'm very sympathetic to this point of view, which is that, like, why is it that only some groups are considered terrorist attacks and not others? And isn't there a growing menace here that we're just simply not paying attention to? And, um, yeah, I am frankly sympathetic to that view. The, the thing is, we would have to change the way we think about terrorism in, in Canada. And we saw that in the wake of the Quebec mosque shooting yeah. uh Bizonette, of course was not charged with terrorism i mean i would sit there and be like yeah Bizonette, terrorist yeah. um he went in with the purpose of killing and terrifying people yeah. um no terrorism charges um and we i remember the minister of public safety at the time is like you know we need to fix this um this is something we need to look at and we haven't heard anything but it's something i think that you know it's, we at least need to have some kind of conversation about um, what is a terrorist act and, and who do we want to identify and but are there also risks in opening up that that terrorism offense, do we then kind of put a, a chill on free speech? Here's the thing. We live in Canada. Mm-hmm. We have free speech. You're allowed to be a jerk. Yeah. Right. You're allowed to have terrible views. It's when you act on them that, that this becomes a problem. So these are all things that have to be balanced out if we're going to consider um, what a real terrorism offense is or is not. That's, a, that's a, I think you bring up a, a very good point. Thanks for that. Let me ask you then, um, soft terror. I mean, soft target terror. I mean... W- you can't stop this. We can't stop this. Or can we? I think it's probably one of the most vexing issues that law enforcement and national security uh, agencies are dealing with. I think you're absolutely right there. Um, There is a a small silver lining in this, which is that research that was done in the UK looked at a number of these kind of lone actor attacks. Um, 
many of which were, were focused on, as you say, soft targets, as opposed to hard targets. Hard targets, of course, are the ones that are, uh, you know, like things where, like, there's uh, barriers and there's things to protect from explosions and things like that, um, like a fortified place where, I would say, Young Street Toronto is a perfect example of a yeah. soft target. Um, so the thing is about the studies that it found in 50% of cases, someone knew something about the plotter that they knew something was up. And so the trick is, is, is that, you know, often someone will be like, you know, this is my friend Bill, and Bill's talking funny, and he's changed recently, and he's behaving different. So what we have to do is create channels and trust. And, you know, I think people roll their eyes when I say this, but it really does get back to old school policing, knowing the community you're working with, um, creating channels so that people can come forward with information without feeling um, like they, they are, are going to be ostracized or investigated themselves. And so they can come forward and say, you know, my friend Bill, he's up to something. Yeah. So, you know, yes, these are very hard attacks to stop. I'm not saying we could have prevented this attack at all. Uh, we, don't, we definitely don't have any facts that, that would support that, that assessment at this time. But these are the kinds of things that, that can be put in place, old school policing, trust building, confidence yeah. building between the community and the police that can help. Yeah, I think there's a few teachable moments here, but thank you. Uh, Good perspective and uh, insight into this. Thanks so much, Stephanie. Hey, thanks for having me on. Stephanie Carvin um, joining us to talk about this. Great point. I mean, look, it's one thing for us to say, how is this not terror? Why can't we just change it? Well, because to change it means, are we willing to give up some of our freedoms? I'm not sure we are. On point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.